Hi, my name is Joe Jackson. I'm an interviewer, author, journalist and broadcaster. And what you're about to hear is one of the roughly 1,400 interviews I did. But do allow for the fact that many of the interviews were done for the print media and recorded on cassette tapes. So some are, let's say, sonically challenged. But I happen to believe that sonic considerations should give way to historical significance at times. And I'm glad to say that at least some powers that be in RTE Radio 1 agreed with me on this. And broadcast between 2015 and 2018, many of my interviews in a series called The Joe Jackson Tapes Revisited. What follows is a program that was made for that series, but in this case, never broadcast. And I want to say something about it specifically. As I say at the end of the show, I said to my girlfriend at the time, within minutes of walking away from Jimmy Savile, I feel spiritually polluted having been in his presence, though I don't know why. I now know why. In fact, listening 19 years later to my nervous laughter throughout the interview, I suspect that a part of me sensed instinctively something of all we have since come to learn about that abomination called Jimmy Savile. I also say in the original show that I felt morally torn when it came to the question of giving Savile airtime again, in any sense. The same applies to my now deciding to make the show available as a podcast. But I made the original decision because at least during our chat, I did try to explore the psychology of my interviewee, as has always been my tendency. Did I succeed in doing so? You decide. The most I will claim for this 2001 interview is that it can be seen as a snapshot of the psychopathology of a sociopath. Once upon a time, Jimmy Savile was a hero to millions. Indeed, like me, you may remember discovering Savile thanks to Top of the Pops, or courtesy of the Teen and Twenty Disc Club on Radio Luxembourg. If you're an Elvis fan, you may have seen him pictured in Elvis Monthly, standing beside the king on the set of the movie Roustabout. Likewise, later during the 60s, you may remember cheering as Savile arrived on Dublin's Middle Abbey Street to lead the charity walk for the Central Remedial Clinic. And you may have been one of the countless thousands of people who followed the man religiously on that walk every year out to the Baldoyle Racecourse and latterly to the RDS. And you may have loved his longtime BBC TV show, Jim Will Fix It, on which Savile helped turn into reality the dreams of many a child. These are precious memories, so let's not give Savile, who we now know to have been a serial sexual abuser in life, the power after death to violate those memories. They would probably only make him smile. And why do I say all this at the start of the programme? Because in 2001, when I interviewed Savile, I came to him as a fan of sorts and it shows. What follows certainly is not one of my best interviews, it may be one of my worst. If only because, like many media interviewers, such as most recently at the time, Louis Thoreau and psychotherapist Anthony Clare, I barely scratched the surface of Jimmy Savile. Then again, at the end of our interview, Savile describes himself as a professional answerer, which I'd now take to mean professional liar. What follows certainly isn't the kind of soul-searching interview I prefer to do. Either way, it took place in the Central Remedial Clinic. Savile, at the time, was 75, dressed in a suit covered with comic book pictures of Superman. Its plunging neckline, showing off his hairy chest and a gold medallion, seemed wildly inappropriate for his age, and he insisted we do the interview in a noisy dining room where we later were joined by children from the CRC. 
Incidentally, even though this interview was for the print media, and I'm not a fan of linear narratives that begin with he, she was born in, I did resequence the tape to give us as closely as possible the life story of a hero who in the end turned out to be a monster. Yeah. But you were you came from a poor background. I mean, I read yeah, this. I read this memory family. once. So when yeah. your, your mom brought you to a remand school to visit because she was a social worker, you said, "Can I? How can I get yeah, in here?" How can I get in there? Yeah, because oh, listen, it was oh, it was fabulous. Anyway. But were things really that bad? Well, at home? No, no. Because your dad right, died. So how old were you when your dad died? Uh, I was still a teenager. Okay. When he died, but the thing was that every man it was wartime. Yeah. My dad was a was a bookie's clerk. Okay. And they stopped the racing, the horse racing. All oh, right, the during the war. Okay. So, now he never in his life earned more than three pound fifty a week. Okay. And there were nine of us. Right. Seven. All right. And the Duchess and no mum. Right. Um, and to, really, to me, that was the making of me because I went to a school that didn't have any um, homework or anything like that, and it taught me what I call the four R's: reading writing, reckoning up, and the difference in between right and wrong. Okay. And that's all I needed. Okay, all right. That's all I needed. I was down the road then. Right. And all he did was join up with the University of Life, uh, and I'd worked out early doors, because I was surrounded by people that of that income group that would do a bit of stealing. That right, okay. But I and worked. could you never have gone that path by, no, by no, default? No, no, it was logic. Of right. course I could have gone that path. Yeah. Yeah. But I chose not to deliberately because the way that I looked at it, there was never 52 pay weeks in a year for that. Okay. Right. I'm sure they'd have a score, right? <laughs> you couldn't score every week. And then you'd have another score. And then they said how clever they were, and I thought, they're getting locked up here. Yeah. Uh, you're better off with 52 pay weeks in a year right, than then. you are with eight. Okay. And a hand yeah. on your collar. So yeah. it, was, it was nothing, it was total. Logic. Okay. And it was the same as not getting married. I saw my brothers and sisters, God bless them, all finish up with upsets, and, and, and the people that you knew finish up with upsets. Now I thought, because I'm quite a logical punter, and I thought, what is the difference in between this amazing, lovey dovey uh, atmosphere <coughs> of a wedding with trestle tables and food, yeah. best clothes, yeah. and, and, and drink? People having a good time, and, and the bride and groom giving it a, and next minute they want to kill each other. Now I was intrigued with how there was a difference, and what, what happened, you know, uh, do, do, you know, did they bang their head against the wall, or, or, or what? <coughs> what? But there was one sure thing obvious, that that setup for me, was pointless. All right. To have all this big performance, which was rather like a clown's face, like the, the sediment in the and then whatever, Few weeks later, the, the, the one last strangling. Well, when did you decide that? You didn't decide yeah, that. No, yeah, then. then. Well, how young? Yes, uh, I, I must have been ten or eleven at the time. When you decided against oh, it? Yeah, yeah. No, did you ever propose to a woman? Never. Did you ever be proposed to? Did anyone ever propose to you? So. No, I don't think so. So no. you never came remotely near? No, because I, I'm not the sort of lad you see. I'm sitting there with the girls. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm playing into them. They, they love all that. Because I'm a bit outrageous. Okay. Right, they carry on. But not one of them would say uh, uh, to each other, oh, I wouldn't mind marrying him because of, I'm not the marrying 
sort of atmosphere. Yeah. At the time, I'm, I'm a villain, you understand? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a villain. I'm, You're a villain in romance if you didn't become a villain in the other well, way. whatever, whatever, yeah, <laughs> villain. But it doesn't work out that way, and it was logic. And I was dead right, because all the way through my life, uh, it, it's been marvellous, the fact that one can enjoy all these ladies right. without two-timing somebody. All right, all right. But you didn't just... You had relationships with loads of... You claimed you had hundreds of lovers on trains and boats and planes and everything. Well, naturally, being a, being a, a, a fella of uh, athletic prowess, of course, obviously, at the time when, when, you, when the girls are there, yeah. and, and, and off you go. But I've never, I've never ever lied to them. I've never said, uh, uh, if we have it off now, I'll marry you tomorrow. Okay. Or anything like that. Right, because okay. the score, you understand? Right, okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, was a, it was a very clean... Were we ever in love? Clean way, no. Never in love? I don't think so, no. Jesus. I don't think so. All right. No. I've got enough logic to know whether I, whether I was or not. You see, what does... Right. Opinions of love. Love is, uh, I think, is uh, doing something which is against your common sense uh, purely because it's emotional. Okay. Right? In other words, if you fall for somebody uh, that is not worth falling for, but you're falling for them, you say, they're not worth falling for, but I'm doing it. Yeah. Look at these girls that marry uh, uh, druggies and things like that, you know, they know right, that... Uh, right, right. Uh, now, <coughs> with, with me, it was never like that. Uh, it was always a, a, a terribly sort of logical way of going on, and I'm saying, this girl is terrific. She is everything that a fellow could want. Yeah. But tomorrow, it's not going to be like that. And you were always yes. sure of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was tomorrow. there a bit of romance in your soul that said, no. maybe it won't go no, that way? No, no, I was, I was inclined to say that, but I'd seen yeah. too many people say that. Right. I'd seen too many girls say, I know he's no good for but me. But do you not know couples where, where it lasted and was right? Oh, Brothers yes, or sisters yes, or whoever yes, where you said, right, it, they didn't end up beating each other or whatever. Right. On top of all that, on top of all that logic and on top of all that me seeing yeah. girls say, uh, yeah, I know, but I'll change him. Or, yeah, yeah. she's a bit of a cow, but I'm sure she'll calm all down. Right. right. On top of that, I had this marvellous life going for me anyway. All right. Now, why all should right. I Yeah. All right. Right. Today, I can get up. I can come in dressed like this because there's a lot of kids about, right? Yeah. Even now, the, the 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 classrooms that I was in yesterday, that I, I they overpowered them a bit. The first question they've asked the teacher this morning is, "Is he coming back? Will he come right. back today?" All right. right. So, so I can indulge in in coming here dressed like this, in the total innocence of having a good time, no hidden agenda. You're a villain in romance, even if you didn't become a villain the other way got that right. And did you hear Samuel say no when I asked if he had any romance in his soul? And he said, love is doing something which is against your common sense because it is emotional. Thank God it is. And here's to those who love. In fact, listening to those quotes again, including Samuel's statement that he had no hidden agenda in visiting the CRC, I realised that maybe he gave away more about his psychopathology as a sociopath than he or I noticed at the time. Anyway, soon after that part of our chat, I asked if it was true, as I'd read, that Savile was a mean person. The Duchess he refers to here is his mother. What does mean mean? Right. Right. I'd never dream of throwing money away. But does that go back to the childhood when all your folk and people had to... Who knows what it goes with? Right. But was it that tough a childhood? You talked about that, just how poor it was. No, I... No. How poor it was. How, how, How no money, there was no... 
money ever, but it didn't affect any of us because the Duchess right. was, was rich in spirit. Okay. So spirit, we never complained about having no right. money. It was right. a, it was a fact of life. Okay. So we had the basics, and we had a lot of spirit, uh, 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 a total love situation, and we could all go and make up our own minds what we wanted to do. Now all my brothers and sisters. <coughs> Albeit they had to go for the war and things like that, so I'm suggesting that that made a tremendous difference to people. Yeah. But they all got married, they all did the same. You couldn't go to the war, she couldn't, because of the the, the accident? No, no. When my call-up time came, I got pulled out of the, the forces to go down the pit. They put the number from one to zero in a hat. Right. <coughs> and they pulled out a number, and everybody whose national service number ended in that number went down the pit. Oh, OK, so that's, labor. so that's how you went down. I did seven years training for the ATC. Right. Finished up the Wild Underground. I could recognise every aeroplane in the bleeding sky and finished up the bleeding Wild Underground because he'd bugger all. <laughs> Most histories of pop I'd read claimed that Jimmy Savile became a DJ circa 1958, spinning the latest hits such as Jailhouse Rocket, Hops and Leeds. Not so, he told me. He actually became a DJ 13 years earlier. Incidentally, a seeming indicator of Savile's shameless narcissism comes across in the following quote when he claims that he invented dancing to records. Likewise, later in the interview, he claims to have invented the sponsored walk and Top of the Pops. Uh, I got started into being a DJ because I, w I worked down the pit. Yeah. Right? And I got blown up in what's called a shot fighter's explosion. Okay. Uh, where I was in the wrong place at the wrong time, but nobody had told me not to be there. And I finished up with a steel jacket, which right. I still got to this day, okay. uh, but with steel spines down it, uh, and two sticks. Did you so, have to wear that for three years? I've read that yes, somewhere. Yes, at least, right, yes. Right, okay. yes. But what that meant was that you got, uh, uh, you couldn't do no more physical work. Okay. Right? But at the time I was only getting one pound and one shilling a week for six right. shifts, 21 okay. bob. All right. Now, here I'm with two sticks, steel jacket, uh, uh, can't work anymore. I've gone down to 74 pence a week sick money. All right. If anybody says that, that Cloud's not of a silver lining, because I actually invented dancing to records. There's me not able to do anything. Right. I'm thinking, wait a minute. So I borrowed a wind-up record player and eight records. All right. And I wrote out some tickets, grand record dance, one shilling. And I sold 12 tickets and took a room. And, and the 12 people turned up. And everybody said, oh, isn't it pitted? Nobody's here. But what they didn't realise was, I got 12 bob. But I was only getting 16 bob for the whole week. Sick oh, yeah. Money. Yeah, okay. So suddenly, right. fortunes. Right? And then I got a pal who uh, invented tying the, uh, the pickup arm of a gramophone to the innards of a valve radio. Okay. The old radio with the valve yeah. used to light up, yeah. right? Yeah. And the noise didn't come out of the, the box. The noise come out of the valve radio. Oh, and right, you could okay. turn the volume up. Oh, no. In those days, there weren't any electric motors. There was no electric. And what year was that? This would be 19... about 1945. So long before rock and long before rock and roll. Oh, crammed, yes. All right. Yeah. And, and I thought and, 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 and thought forever that there was all this amazing stuff there where for a shilling you could dance to a, a, an orchestra like you couldn't believe, like John Right, okay. Right, right. Unreal. Yeah. Uh, and, and I was steadfast in my acceptance that this was the, the game. The way to go. At one point, I asked Savile if he was as happy as he seemed on that Monday morning as we sat in the CRC. He said tellingly that he was happy to be sitting among those children. At the present moment, I'd not rather be anywhere else than here. 
obviously, this is a one-off. Yeah. It's a today. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. Uh, but I don't know that there's every chance that I'll be back again at some time or other. Right. Even right. though it took 21 years. It, this year it's 50 years old. That's the original yeah. clinic, not this yeah. one. Yeah. And because Lady G is, is not as well as she was. Right, okay. Uh, and, and these people are emotional, I understand. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I've come back again. Okay. Using the 50 years as an excuse, but in actual fact, I've come back again just to be outrageous with everybody on there. Uh, I went to see Lady G yesterday. Right, right. Uh, and, and she's a... Is she very ill? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. She, she might right. make the dinner tonight. OK. Uh, but she's got 24-hour care, isn't she, like that? All right. And, uh, and, of course, I steam in and I say to her, yes, we'll have a drama piece. <laughs> we'll go a drama piece. I thought you didn't drink. I don't. Oh, OK. I don't, but... Did you have a whiskey with her? I did. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, to be yeah. social. But, but you were never a drinker. She no, were... not bothered. Not at all. Yeah. Not really. No. A few glasses of wine, maybe along the no, way with dinners. No. Do they? And you were never a druggie. Oh, no, never. Right. Never. You skewed all that that was going oh, on all around never, you. Never. Not even all the Purple Hearts in the sixties no, no, and the no, speed no, no. and all that. No, no. When you were in the Cromwellian or any of those clubs. No, the, never. No. Never in the Cromwellian. Well, were you not? Was it not? Why did you not play that game with no, all the kind never, of? Never. Johns and Scott Walker no, and all those no, people. No, 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 no. Why did you top of the pops? They'd go and do their yeah. thing in the clubs. Yeah. But for me, top of the pops was the club. Okay. And I'd go from top of the pops back to the hotel and then back up to Yorkshire, back up to wherever, because I still have this marvellous, um, uh, simple life, which I've got today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd do their thing and go to a club, but to me, top of the pops was a club, and I'd go back to the hotel. Not alone, I bet, Jimmy. And it is noticeable there that Savile seemed pissed off by my earlier use of the word frugal. I had asked if those days working on top of the Pops and the Teen and Twenty Disc Club were peaks in his life. And during that part of the chat, I ended up asking if, as I'd heard, he now lived frugally. Yes. Why? Well, I heard you live in, like, rented rooms, bedsits, yeah, caravans. In England, I live in seven places. Okay. I've got, got a place in Bournemouth. All right. Place in Regent Park. But they're small places, oh, aren't yes, they? Yeah, oh, flats. Well, oh, flats, okay. Yeah. The only house I've got is in Glencoe in Scotland. Oh, OK. Northwest Scotland. All right. And that's a 700-year-old buffet, which is 2,000 feet up a mountain, uh, and it's miles away from anywhere. OK. And, uh, and it's terrific fun. And the cigar smoke doesn't bother anyone? No, that is survival. <laughs> is it? Survival, par excellence. You don't chop the wood, <laughs> you don't have the fire. All right. You don't get the water, you drink your own piss, whatever. Now let's hone in on Jimmy Savile's darker side insofar as my relatively limited 2001 interview will allow us to. The interview was for the Sunday Independent, and someone at the newspaper had sent me the night before a Daily Mail article which touched on subjects I then raised with Savile. Sadly, maybe as a fan, I didn't want to believe what I had read, and I suspected the allegations might be more so a case of the Mail being sensationalist. It should be remembered that the truth about Savile was not known until after his death. And by the way, here I quote Savile and twice repeat his use of the word poofter. It's not a word I use, and I apologise in advance to anyone it may offend. But here we certainly see evidence of Jimmy Savile, the professional answerer and liar. He certainly walks circles around me in a way that now makes me feel ill. Okay, does the man have something against you? No. 
Because no, I read an, they've, they've got nothing against anybody. They're just they're just a paper that does things to people. Because I read an interview with you last night, and one of them somebody sent it to me from the paper, and it was all matters like asking her, are you a psychopath? Yes. Well, asking, are you into yeah. children? Yeah. And you were saying I was known as a poofter in the sixties. All that stuff they were bringing up. Yeah. What is it? Sure, sure. I mean, how do you deal with those kind of questions? Easy. Easy. What? First of all, I understand why they ask these questions. Okay. They've got to live into it. So. If they want to go on the angle of, I will discover something. Yeah. As you know, the rules today for the, a lot of the tabloids is, it doesn't have to be true. Yeah. As long as they can get you to even say something or whatever that will lean towards what they're trying to do. Right, okay. Now then, it's like when I did a, the, the television thing with that Louis Theroux. They are looking, as always, like the tabloids, they're looking for a bit of dirt. Right. Now, I don't mind that, because if that's their game, they're entitled to work their game. Right. Right? But if they say to me, say for them to say, uh, uh, they say you're a puffer or this, and I say, well, uh, it would be a lot worse if it was true. Uh, right? You say? Say that to them, you see. It'd be a lot worse if it was true. Right? All right. Uh, and and All right. what happens with. But those things never hurt you, never bother no, you. No, no. What's a man doing his bleeding job? It's like a bleeding rock while it's no good saying. If you go with the rock while it bites your bleeding leg, it's no good saying your dog's bit me. It's what it's born to do. Did it all start in the 60s, though? I never. I, I was a fan of yours in the 60s. I listened to the Teen and 20 Disc Club. Yeah. No, stuff. no, no, no. It's the tabloids. It, it, when it started, I'll tell you when it started. It started about. just before. about five years before the forklifts. Okay. It was the son that started it. All right. And they, I had a fellow in with a nervous breakdown at my hospital at Stuck Mandeville who worked for the son as a reporter. Right. Uh, they got suddenly, it come from a provincial paper, got plenty of money, uh, uh, he bought a mortgage and a house and a this, that and the other, and then they wanted him to write what wasn't true. Okay. See? And he said, I can't do that. All right. And so they said, okay. So he'd take his story from They'd be rewritten by the sub, oh, right. but using his byline. Right, but okay. Totalized, and he, 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 he had such a problem, he had a nervous breakdown. All right, okay. Because he, he needed the money for pay them all, yeah, right? Yeah. Now, if tabloid. And was it him who wrote the, those stories? No, started no, writing no, that no, story no, about you? All right. Oh, no. From time to time, obviously, they've all had a pop. Yeah. Because, you know, I'd have a pop of me, I'd have a pop of Clifford. Yeah, yeah. All these people, of course, sure. it's a good thing. The difference is that I don't get upset. Okay, it all right. It doesn't bother me in the slightest. All right. Because it's what they do. Okay. And if it's what they do, who am I to say that they shouldn't do things or they should do things? Who am I to say that a Rottweiler shouldn't bite you? All it's right. what it does. Okay, but I mean, when I read that article and it said that you were into little girls, I mean, that to yeah. me, I would have to take a stand. No, you know. no, I don't give a fuck. Do you know about, no, about even that? Okay. No, no, no. Uh, but would it affect, we'd say, you know, the perception the kids will have in school if it becomes no, a time? And would it affect your position in work, like the no. BBC or anything like no. that, those stories? No, people can take, people can All right. take, I've always done that they can take a bet, either what they read or what they All right. see. All right, all right, all right. And I'm perfectly like a cruise through life. Okay. And if you think that you're in a, in a profile position and you can stop Newspapers and interviewers right, right. having a go like that, you've got other thing coming. So you're not into children and you're not into necrophilia. Not. So we can get all that out of the way. Sure, sure. <laughs> but I don't mind so many people want to go down that because that is then you, it lazy. You don't mind if people want to go yeah. Because it's lazy journalism. Yeah, all right, all right, okay. Uh, so so all of those things, I mean the necrophilic things, 
what I did is hospital porter. Yeah. And I said, well, hospital in porter. In Stoke Mandeville? No, Leeds Infirmary. Oh, right, okay, yeah, when you worked Leeds there. Leeds Infirmary. Right, oh, yeah. so I'm still there today. Yeah, okay. I said, what do you do? And I said, well, we do all sorts of things. We, we'll take milk onto the wards, crates of milk, and we'll take the lately deceased from the wards right. uh, to the mortuary. Right, right. And that was it, bingo. He worked with dead bodies and this, that and the other. That doesn't bother me at all. However, I did not leave the subject of that as you shall hear. But first, I asked Savile about another tabloid story which claimed that he spent five days in a room with the corpse of his mother. Yes, well, of course, that got played out. That got played out, you see. As you know, a Catholic funeral, yeah. not like a Jewish funeral. Now, the Duchess died in okay. my sister's house on the coast in Filey, when it was because it was a sudden death. Right. The end. So from the moment of dying right. to the burial, is a week at least. So what they did was they brought the Duchess across to Leeds, where she's buried, from one sister's house to another sister's right, house. Right. Now, now there we are. As many of us can be, it's like a wake. You know, to me that was a terrific five days because first of all, for me, we were alone with her, or was it all no, the rest no, of the No, no, no. There was there was brothers, sisters, right, in-laws, okay, outlaws, right, uplaws, downlaws, okay. and it was a terrific time okay. for me for two reasons. All right. One. The big reason was that the Dutch would never get mugged. We know what happened to old people today. Well, yeah, we do. They get, yeah. they get con people at the door and yeah. things like that. Yeah. That would never yeah. happen to her. She'd never get knocked over. Okay. Uh, she wouldn't okay. lie in a hospital, uh, uh, fading away and being in, the, in discomfort. So from, by my standards, she was well looking. She was 85 and, and she'd had a terrific life and, and she'd gone. So if I say that I had five good days, suddenly I'm in a cupcake. Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't link it to that. I no. thought that was very touching <laughs> that you did that. But I did have this image of you on your own, maybe talking out your life but, with her no, or whatever. No, it no, wasn't no, like that. No, no, all right. no. All right. First of all, when you've got it like that, there are times in the afternoon, we'll say, when, you know, I'm at work yeah. or whatever, yeah. that I'll just go and sit in there. Yeah. Have a yeah. Cigar. yeah. Because when you've been posed with And talk to her, life, would you talk with her? No, I, I could think with her. What you do, what I did anyway, was just let your mind completely free wheel. Okay. Okay. You might think about this, you might think about that. Yeah. But if you've been pals with somebody, like I've been pals, yeah. for all that length of time, uh, it takes some adjustment that you've lost a pal. Yeah. Now, you don't get yeah. morbid about it, I don't, anyway. Uh, I but did you not even get depressed at that point? She no. was the Duchess, no, she was. For her. No, I was happy for her. But she was gone, she was yeah, gone from no, I wasn't, I wasn't right. about me. Bollocks to me, I'm still here. Okay. No, I was bothered about her. Right. She was fiercely independent. She wouldn't right. live with anybody. Right. Wouldn't live on her own. Did she not live with you in the final? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but I was, I'm forever about her. Oh, okay. All right, okay. Doing gigs and doing this. Right, okay. Of course, be away for a week, ten okay. days at a time. All right. Could All be right. there the whole time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And of course, one one thinks uh, of what might happen, right? And if that does happen to old people, I'd rather it didn't happen to the right. Duchess. Right. So if you're looking for a clown with a silver lining, the silver lining is that you may be. A, a, a big emptiness yeah. she's not there yeah. which of course there was yeah. but you, you superimpose that with hey ain't nothing like that going to happen to her now All right. oh wow ain't no muggins All right. ain't no this because right. no, that would have really pissed her off if somebody did her on the head and stuff like that you know what I mean it yeah, would have yeah, destroyed yeah. The, uh, the, the, the life because she was a sort of a, a person that thought the best of everybody right okay and, uh, but do you always apply logic to pain 
you seem to distance yourself the minute an emotion hits you. Yeah. You jump over here and go, no, how do no, I analyse no. that? I think analysing it is getting very close to it. All right. I think analysing oh, yeah, okay. it right. is, is working your way in. Right. If, if somebody says, if a girl said, do you love me? I'll say, yeah. hey, let's have a talk about that. No, because, you know, uh, so you're not supposed to say that. You're supposed to say, yes, you bastard. <laughs> This is me. You're real romantic. No, well, yeah, but it can't be everybody the same. But what you, you, that thing on Claire, you didn't mean I'm a man with no emotion. You didn't mean I'm a man who never cried and right. has no emotion. I'll tell you the thing about that answer. He had tried, his programme had tried for nearly two years. Okay. <clears throat> get me on. And I said, it's pointless me going on that programme. Right. Because you can only be psycho psychoanalyzed if you've got a problem. Okay. I don't have any problem. Okay. So there's no point of it. And I went, oh, but we need, need to do that. Two, two years. And, and I said, and before it even started, I said to the man, I said, you're going you're gonna to have to work hard. <laughs> right. Because if you, you can't cure somebody that isn't there to be cured in the first place. Okay. And I swear to you, the program was about seven minutes in, and he yeah. suddenly realised, well, on. He started to perspire down there. Oh, okay. Come down here. All right. And I carried the program for nearly an hour. All right. I never heard it. Okay. All right. I carried it. But but that claim but, but about uh, the, the comment about not having emotion. What did that? Just to clarify that for my readers. Right. Uh, he, it's like a tabloid. They're always pushing for something that, in my case, is not there. Now, if somebody, if you're asking me a question about something that's not there, what sort of answer can I give? I can only yeah. give a positive answer to something that's not on, that's not there. And when he says uh, things about emotion, he's wanting that because the, the, the time before it, it had a woman on, a, a, a woman writer. Oh, Claire Rayner, uh, who, who, wept. who wept on there. Yes, air. and all that. Ooh, that's right. To a broadcaster, that's wonderful. To a psychiatrist, it's wrong, though. Oh. He shouldn't have done that. No, but it, but you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. to a broadcaster, it's Yeah, all right, have somebody crying. Now, okay. you get hard nose like me. Right. Right? Who, who is totally sort of ruthless when it comes to discussing things and say, emotion, what for? Okay. And we go, ah, so you have, you have no room for emotion then? Right, okay. Well, All if right. it means being stupid, no. You see? All right. <laughs> so, but, so I would But you told me you never loved, you never were in love. No, 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 you see, love. But you didn't, you didn't identify what love is. Okay. I yeah. know what it is from my point of view. Okay. It's all being right. stupid uh, and illogical. Okay, you're a black romantic, all right. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, at least I'm honest. Would you love your mother, for God's sake? Yeah, yeah, of course, because that's a different sort of love to the love that you're talking about. Right, okay. You see, with the Duchess, wasn't so much love as the word respect. Okay. Did her. she ever say, Mum, I love you? No. If you substitute the word respect all right. for love, all right. Then now I'll go with respect. Oh, terrific! Yeah, I mean, I mean, all, all these girls you're talking about that I've had. Yeah, I've not had one that I never actually respected. All right. Because okay. I wouldn't have had right. anything to do with them in the first place. We didn't respect them. Do you have one? Do you have a companion in your life now? A what? A companion? No. 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 Has it been years? Nothing in my life. I never had one. Never. All right. Do you even have dates? Do you have oh, sex? Yeah. yeah, plenty of dates. Sex. I'm going to get taken up <laughs> So you're not lonely, even with no. the, even in the years after the Duchess and, and no, on that? No, and you never had any desire to have kids? Oh, no. In fact, did you Don't say you hate kids, actually? Yeah. That was your reposture. How can I be into children yeah, when I hate yeah, kids? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's easy to say that, isn't it? Then, then explain why it is you don't want any of this and that. Because, you see, the person answering the question, their interpretation of the question could be different to my interpretation right. of the same All thing. Right. Where I, I've substituted the word respect 
where you're putting the word love. Okay. Right? Yeah. Uh, and, and to me, it's easier to live with respect than it is to find out what you mean by love. All right, and what about when, when they said you hate children? What did that mean? What word would you put in? What do you mean you hate right, children? Right, I'll tell you for why. All right. Because the world's full of very funny people. Right? The world's very funny, funny, funny tabloid newspaper people. Okay. Right? Uh, and they say, oh, you love children then? I say, no, I hate them. That knacks their line of inquiry. Because <laughs> they're trying to go down the other path. Exactly. All right. Exactly. All right. Because if you love children then... Right. Yeah. Now then, I have exactly the same situation, child-wise, as I have girl-wise. If there's respect there, right. that's terrific. Yes, Jimmy Savile did say he never had a girl he didn't respect. And it's here in my 2001 tape recording which Savile really begins to sound creepy in hindsight. Most heinously during the next quote when Savile, using his tendency or ploy of substituting the word respect for the word love, actually tells me he had already identified in the CRC three or four children that, as he says, he had respect for. Here, for instance, I can take it here now and I've identified three or four kids, in fact they might be coming for lunch any minute, uh, that, that one has respect for. Right. 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 Now, so if somebody said, you hate that kid, I said, don't hate the bleeding kid at all, but I respect him enormously. All right. You see? All right. But, but all right. We all know what the newspaper's trying to do. They're yeah, yeah. trying to go down that, that dirty road, all the right. sordid road, uh, all right. and it was easy for me to say, no, I hate him. Then it shuts them up. It shuts it up. Well, they know they're not. They know there's no point in going down that road. Does the idea of anyone who's an adult being into children repel you? Yes. Because all the work you've done with children on the TV show and all that stuff. Yes, because you see, they can't keep harping on to this word respect. Respect is that that I will have a code of conduct to whoever, right, boy, girl, adult, child, whatever. I would never. Uh, have the time to excuse that. I just put it that that's a nice thing to do. It's not my world. In fact, I'd, I'd rather not even opinionate on it because it's not my world. We'll leave it to the Anthony Clares of this world to sort okay. out psychologies and of this, child that, abuse and that kind and of all stuff. That sort of stuff, yeah. But, right. but I will certainly stand up and say that sort of thing is a very sickening thing. It's not part of my world and I have no wish to. To correct those, I'd, I'd, right. I'd much rather come here and, and have a terrific time, right. whereas another right. person right. would want to go clinically and cure those people. All right. I wouldn't want to. Okay. I, I wouldn't want to have that as a job. All right. That may be the single most repellent quote on this programme. And let me say here that I was morally torn in terms of giving airspace to Jimmy Savile and to such quotes. Then again, I did use some for an article in the Irish Times in 2012 and I'd rather these tapes be part of the National Archives in RTE than end up in a skip after I die. But I honestly hadn't remembered that I actually asked Savile if the idea of adults being into children repelled him. Soon afterwards, I asked if he felt he carried on his mother's good spirit. You kind of carry on your mother's uh, approach to life, don't you? Good spirit. No, I had to relearn from her because oh, right. she was an adult. That... No, I mean just give a spirit where you're trying to give oh, a generous yeah, yeah, to yeah, kids, yeah. to to yeah, whoever. Well, of course, yeah, the trick is with me. I never know whether my attitude and approach is the right one or the wrong one. Only time tells. Now, here's one of my like, China's down there, that, that lad down there, you see. Okay. Now, he was there when I first came here, 28 oh, years okay. ago. Right, right. right. Sound lad. 
uh, and we, we have this sort of total respect for each other, and, and that's what I mean by respect. Right. Understand? Right. Okay. Uh, but, but you never even had a moment where you said, "I'd love to have a son or a daughter." No, no, never, never. Excuse me. This gentleman here. Hi there. Says that will you be better looking than me? Do I, do I feel psychologically scarred? Yeah. And the yeah. answer is yes. All right. This is Eddie. Now, as Hi, you Eddie. Know, the word Eddie is a very famous name. There's Eddie Kidd, the stuntman. That's right. Eddie the Eagle. Right. right. And there is the CRC's Eddie. Okay. And he beats all of them into a cocktail. All right, okay. All right. So that's it. Do you want yeah. a picture? Come here. Yeah, yeah. Finish that question no, for me about, about, about not ever having a moment where you said I'd like you'll a son pick, or daughter. You'll pick up more atmosphere from these people. Yeah, than I know it's lovely for my answers. All right, all right. Which is why I do an interview here. Yeah, no, I know you chose that. Room. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, because this way, this is where. The... Okay, guys. Here's my team down there. Look. All right. Hey. Okay, my friend. How's it going? Everything okay? How are you doing? Grand. Okay. Good. You learning plenty today in the school? Hi. Uh, Good. Listen, no. you guys, you guys, you guys learning plenty then, or what? Yeah. You, you're studying hard, yeah? yeah? Okay, I want you to be much more clever than me. Because now we're done. Ah. So you got to be clever. Okay. Listen. Thank you. What about the trousers? This morning, I got out of bed this morning, by a mistake, I put the curtains on instead of my suit. <laughs> right, I'll see you guys later, okay? Alright. Uh, see, see you later. Mind yourself. Mind, right, okay. Thank you, my darling. Yes. Okay, so ju just that, again, never having the moment where you said, I want one. Yeah, I no. want one of my own. <coughs> I no. know that some people uh, have kids because it... All right, but they, some people have children because they don't want to die. They want to have something to carry really? on the name and all that. Well, I ain't going to die anyway. No, it's but carry on the legacy and, good the, and the spirit. Oh, bollocks to the legacy. All right, no, hey, you don't, you no, don't worry. Not Are you not? No. All right. Listen, if I go, I'm gone. And that's all there is to it. What do you think your legacy will be? I've got one. And I won't be here to know it, will I? All right, okay. See, you don't think of those questions, like, no, how will they remember me? What no, will I be no, remembered for? No, no, all I say is, thank God, it's too good here. Bollocks to the legacy, said Savile. I'll second that. And given that I was being told it was time to go, I wrapped up my interview by asking why Jimmy Savile was no longer doing TV or radio. Uh, I've done uh, uh, that interview I did with that Louis Thoreau kid. Oh, okay. He's won a BAFTA. Oh, Four okay. weeks ago. All right. So, I mean, so well, you're not, not doing your own series like the Jim and Fix It's or <laughs> no, any of those. 20 years on top of the pops. Yeah. 20 years of Jim and Fix It. Yeah. And I'm doing the next 20 years as a legend because, <laughs> because it allows me to, to come here. Then, as I'd promised Savile I would, he and I did a walkabout and I said hi to a lot of the children in the CRC. We also were joined by my girlfriend at the time who had asked if she could collect me in a car because she wanted to meet Savile, having fond memories of him from the show Jim will Fix It. She was sorry she did. Later she said, you know, there's something really creepy about that guy. My reply to that was, yeah, I feel somehow spiritually polluted by being in his presence, though I don't know why. But at least for all the failings of this interview, I was the first Irish journalist to raise with Jimmy Savile the subject of child abuse. And after we did that walk and he said, you can't kid that pointing towards those children in the CRC, I did suggest that the ones who might be most damaged if those rumours turned out to be true were those children to whom he had been a hero. I always say to, like I've said to yourself, come for a walk round, and that's, that has to be the truth. Right. The walk round has to be the truth. All right. With respect, my answers, 
Uh, one could call me a professional answerer. I, uh, right. I've seen that set of you. Yeah, right. That you have it, everything pad off and you're not going to give too much away. No, 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 it's not a question of giving too much away. It's, 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 you're a professional answer, but you can't, you can't kid that. All right. That's what it's about. But if all those, all that now, all those stories that you were addressing from tabloids, yeah. if that got into their little minds and made them turn against you, surely that would frighten you. No, that would let. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. All right. Let them turn against me at all. All right. Okay. These people. Right. One thing about these people. They smell the truth. Okay. All right. I sense it. Draw not to be kidded. These can't be kidded. Hi, Joe Jackson here again. I thank you for listening to this edition of the Joe Jackson Interviews podcast. More can be heard on my website, joejacksoninterviewer.com.